Welcome to Kim Reads and Talks. Now you will hear Kim read a chapter from the book Beyond the Echo Cavern, written by Brianna Teschendorf. Enjoy. Chapter 34, Royal Reception. In the end, almost all the children decided to leave the dungeon that had been their home. It was slow going for many of them. They had to help each other and sometimes carry one another for they were so weary. Some of them began to cry and complain on the way out. Annika did her best to walk up and down the row of children and encourage them to keep on. Charlie prepared himself mentally for days and days of walking, more confusion, and even monsters. He decided that he ought to just expect the worst and keep on keeping on. He was deep in these thoughts when he rounded a bend in the tunnel and to his amazement found that he could see sunlight in the distance. He nearly cried with joy. Sunlight, he called to the raggle-taggle group behind him. I see sunlight. We are almost out. Not waiting for the others, he took off running at top speed. And even when there was fire in his lungs, and his legs ached with pain. He ran until he came to a small hole framed by green grass. He reached his arms through, and with one mighty pull, he burst out of the hole into the warm Perdamayan sun and the smell of jasmine and Thai basil. He spread out his arms and spun in a circle, letting out a loud, victorious, Yay! He knew he should help the other children get out of the hole, but he needed a moment for himself. He fell onto his knees, buried his face in the grass, and cried silently, mumbling, Thank you, thank you, to Ho'an. Charlie rejoiced that he was alive and even better than before he went into the cave. When he felt finished, he raised himself back up, inhaled deeply, and went back over to the hole to help pull the exhausted children out. The poor things cried out in pain when they hit the sunlight. They had never experienced anything so bright in all their existence. They had to hide their eyes in their hands at first. Some of them even wanted to go back, but Gabe convinced them not to. He went from child to child whispering, It will get better. It won't always feel so bright. Just give it a little time. Slowly but surely, the children began to remove their hands from their eyes. They squinted at the new world around them and sniffed the air. They felt the grass, tentatively at first, but soon almost all of them were lying in it looking content. Let's try to walk a little farther today, said Charlie. This looks like a very faint path that leads over that hill. Let's go to the top of the hill and see what we can see. All right, said Annika, but these children definitely need to rest soon, Charlie. Yes, I am hoping, Annika, to find a good place for us to spend the night, he said. I want more boingy grass, said Gabe. Let's keep going, people, he yelled to the group. 
The children pressed on, and even though they were tired, they began to murmur with excitement about the triggies and beautiful smells. They were now full of thanks to Charlie, Annika, and Gabe for rescuing them when they didn't even know they needed to be rescued. They were now very repentant for tying the rescue team up for so long. Those who had been given the opportunity to escape with Ho-An himself long ago and had then turned back were the most thankful of all. They could hardly believe that they had been given a second chance. It took them almost no time to charge to the top of the hill. The longer they were in the happy sunlight, the stronger they felt. And when they reached the peak, their eyes were met with the happiest sight they had yet encountered on their travels, a castle. This castle was very different from the cold white one that Gondal lived in. It was made of real jewels, reds, greens, purples, and yellows. It glistened in the late afternoon sunlight, vibrant with splendor. The tower, it towered high into the air, completely finished, topped off with flags waving merrily in the wind and they could hear music faintly in the distance coming from it. Hoan's castle, said Annika. Yes, gasped Charlie. Well, come on, said Gabe, and he tore off down the hill towards it with gusto. Charlie and Annika followed him, and they ran, almost like flying, effortlessly right up to the gates, which were made of pearl, creamy, and opalescent. They were greeted at the gates right away by two children dressed in bright purple. Welcome, Charlie! Annika, Gabe, welcome home! We have been expecting you, said the female child. She smiled and kissed each of them on the forehead. You must be tired and hungry, said the second child, a boy. First, where are the others, asked the girl. Right here with us, said Annika, but they turned around to find that they were alone. Well, they were with us, said Charlie. They are afraid, said the boy. We must make them welcome. He pulled a small trumpet out of the large folds of his shirt and blew into it. Immediately, more children came running from the castle down to the gate, dressed in all sorts of bright colors and smiling happily, greeting Charlie, Gabe, and Annika warmly and curiously. Quickly, we must get water and new clothes and take them to the children, said the boy with the trumpet. They all hustled off and returned with large tubs of hot water, fresh clothes, and wonderful smelling soap. They carried the tubs of water in twos effortlessly out of the gates, and in a long line, they proceeded up the hill towards the cave-dwelling children. Charlie, Annika, and Gabe went with them and watched as they lovingly and sweetly coaxed the shy children out of hiding. The children had run to hide when they saw the band of brightly dressed Pertamayans coming up the hill towards them. Slowly they emerged, seeing the friendliness of their new family, and of course, trusting Gabe, Annika, and Charlie's hollered assurances that it was all right.
They were then welcomed into Purdamaya and were soon persuaded into the lovely tubs of water. The warmth of their baths was the most wonderful thing the cave dwellers had ever experienced. As they were bathed, their remaining wounds were healed, and their skin, which had been gray and bluish, turned pink or brown and healthy. Their eyes began to shine brightly, blue, brown, green, with life. Then they were dried with fresh, clean towels and given new clothes to wear. They began to chatter happily. Look at my dress. It is so beautiful, tiny little Esmeralda called, waving over at her three rescuers who smiled and waved back. Gabe, Annika, and Charlie were sitting off to the side during this process and rested their tired legs. They too were dirty and exhausted, but they were so happy to see their new friends being loved that it didn't even occur to them to be jealous. They enjoyed the air, warming up as evening set in, the way it does in Pertamayan. They didn't talk much, but they all felt satisfied. They hadn't realized that they were exhausted until they sunk down into the safety of Pertamayan. It was all they could do to keep their eyes open, but they fought to remain alert. They didn't have to struggle for too long. They were approached by the girl in purple who said, Come, you too will be cleaned and given fresh clothes in the palace. I will take you. In their sleepiness, they merely smiled and nodded and okay as they rose and followed her back down to the gates. They were silent with wonder as they passed through into a courtyard full of flowers and fountains, and then up some fine marble steps and into the palace. Everything was simple but elegant. The girl led them down a long hall and then motioned each into his own room where they found their own hot tubs of steamy water waiting for each of them. Annika's water was violet and smelled of lilacs. Charlie's was like a pine tree and smelled of fresh peppermint. Gabe's was indigo and smelled of the ocean in a good, not fishy way. They found fresh clothes laid out for them, attached to each bathroom with a huge oak door that when opened revealed large bed for them each with the softest mattress they had ever felt and the thickest, most delicious blankets they had ever laid under. Without a second thought about anything, each bathed themselves, climbed into their own beautiful bed and sank into a blackness that was complete. They slept the longest, deepest sleep of their lives. For all, Annika, Charlie and Gabe knew they might have slept for days. No one disturbed them. Their bodies and minds were restored and made whole again in the perfect peace of the good rest. <clears throat> when Gabe woke up, a golden light was shining through his windows and into his eyes. And when he first opened them, he couldn't see anything at all. For a second, he couldn't remember where he was. And his mind flashed to the witch and he wondered if it had all been a trick and was he asleep in her home. 
Then a wonderful reassuring feeling came over him and he knew for certain that he was in Ho'an's own home. He remembered with growing relief, the girls at the gates had said, welcome home to him as if it were his home as well. He jumped out of bed, walked over to his door, opened it cautiously and peeked into a long empty hallway. Then he tiptoed out of his room and down to the door that Annika had gone into. He opened it and saw his sister's massive curls all over her pillow. He ran and jumped onto her bed. Wake up, Uspani! She rolled over, opened her eyes, and smiled at him. Was it all just a dream, Gabe? She asked happily. I don't think so, he smiled back. Let's go find Charlie. Sure, she stretched, yawned, and sat up. They tiptoed out into the hall and turned to walk towards his door. But before they got there, they heard a familiar sound coming from down the hall and the other direction. A high-pitched, enthusiastic squeak, squeak followed by, Oh, Pickles! He's in there, said Gabe, pointing down the hall towards another very large oak door. They walked with less caution, their bare feet padding on the richly carpeted floor. They pushed open the door and found Charlie sitting at a glorious breakfast feast. Ah, there you are, he squealed at them. I didn't want to wake you. Come eat. They hurried to the table and climbed onto the two chairs put there for them and gazed with delight at all the beautiful foods. Charlie, how did you know it is? Annika began. Oh, it is for you, came a voice from behind a swinging side door. And out came Sephora, carrying a tray of hot drinks in her hand. Sephora, Gabe laughed and ran to her, ne nearly upsetting the tray. She set it down and they hugged. Oh, welcome back, she said her rosy cheeks bright with happiness. Sit, sit, eat, eat. You must be so hungry, she quickly went on, gesturing Gabe back to his chair. He sat and they all ate, happily talking with their mouths full of food, telling Sephora stories of their adventure as she peppered them with questions, her brown eyes wide with wonder. Soon they had eaten their fill, and told her almost everything. They sat back, satisfied. Annika had a question of her own. Sephora, when will we see Hoan? She asked, all seriousness now. Gabe leaned in, anxious to know the answer as well, and Charlie nodded emphatically. You will. I don't know when, but you will, Sephora answered her. Until then, I am to tell you to enjoy yourselves. Enjoy the castle. Enjoy the gardens. Charlie, there is a room full of books and science experiments for you to enjoy, if you choose. There are pools, horses, and gardens. And Annika, there is a room of lovely gowns. You may wear what you like. Gabe, there is a path in the back that leads out to the sea. 
Feel free to ride puny bogs, she smiled. But for how long? Charlie persisted in his haste. I suppose until you are happy and know you belong here, said Sephora. All of us get to enjoy living here when we are adopted. I think it is your turn now. You do have one job while you are here, and that is to record in detail all that has happened to you, including maps. It is important for future expeditions. Thank you for listening to Kim read a chapter from the book Beyond the Echo Cavern by Brianna Teschendorf. Beyond the Echo Cavern is available in print and digital form on the website diversebreakthrough.com. That is diversebreakthrough.com. If you want to show your appreciation, subscribe to the podcast and leave a review so more people can discover Kim Reads and Talks. Thank you and come back tomorrow for yet another chapter.